Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Hardwood Handicappers, VEASAN's premier NBA betting podcast. Here are your hosts, Jonathan Von Tobel and Kelly Bidlin. What's up, folks? Welcome in. It is uh, Tuesday afternoon, Hardwood Handicappers. Coming up a little bit late, Kelly and I had a, a glamorous photo shoot to get to over at VEASAN today. So yeah, we did. Didn't have to get it in early. Uh, so we apologize for a little bit of a late post, but things are going to happen when you're doing these five days a week now. What's up, buddy? I saw you like three minutes ago. Yeah, nothing, nothing much since I last saw you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, we, have, we had a good time with photo shoot. You, hey, yours is by far going to turn out the, the best. Like, Why do you, you say that? Because I, I was money gunning off to the side for you and everything. Like no, yeah, the, nobody uh, else had like all the, the props and cool effects like you did. The the fan out of the hundred dollar bills or the fake hundred dollar bills was pretty good. Um I'm sure I'm sure that'll totally be used a hundred percent. I also I also used. still have the, the, the odd feeling that we were supposed to do more together and that was forgotten about and that man you were gonna be getting a call or an email like in a day or two about like, oh. hey, we need you two back together. I, <laughs> Yeah, so for those who don't know. Use what you got, man. (laughs) Our audience doesn't know. That's why I say for those who don't know, none of you do. Uh, They had had us do, you know, behind the scenes, VEASAN wanted to do a photo shoot of sorts of, you know, some live action stuff of people up at the desk of show pairings and photos and still photos and all sorts of stuff in front of a green screen. Things that I actually genuinely hate doing because I just really don't. And as Kelly does as well, we were talking about, I don't really take myself very seriously. So like trying to pose and be like cool guy is something that I hate so beyond funny, all measure. Um, but we had to do it anyway. We did the for if you're wondering, we did it. We did the generic football like, you know, oh, yeah. catch the football and clap it in your hands. I did the uh, gra- catch the football point at the camera, uh, all sorts of stuff. They had me doing a Superman pose at one point. So I you might see smiles on my faces when whatever these are come to fruition. I <laughs> I hated myself every second of the way. I, I loved it. As I told Gil during a numbers game, I was like, this is like, these are the things I live for. This is like the middle school dances when they were like so awkward, right? Like I love the awkward. I love when there's so much awkwardness in the air that oh, yeah. it's just palpable. And like those kind of shoots are like that. And I'm, I'm like, dude, this is, if you can't laugh at this, like it just, how silly all of it is, like. It, you, you're not going to get through it. <laughs> All right. So this is my look. This is my personality. I like to bust chops. So right. if the person I'm about to make fun of hears this, please just know that like this is how I show love and I like to tease people. Having said that, Patrick looked like he was ready to go. <laughs> Patrick had a full on suit. Patrick Maher. He had matching shoes. He was oh, dapper oh. from head to toe, ready to rock. Oh, I almost feel, wait, I don't know why you're saying, like, I almost feel bad for the guy because we were kind of all told to be like that. And then it was like, man, no, just like get get here behind a desk and, uh, you know, we'll take a couple shots. That, you, you guys are good. Get out of here. He had that Cali glow for sure. 
it might have been more important, John, for for some of the more important names at the network. Okay, you it's and done. I might have just been like, "All right, cool, you guys get in, couple snaps, get out of here." That's why I don't know if you heard me, but there <laughs> were a couple of times. <laughs> yeah, there it was right after you left, and um, there were a couple of times where I was actually like, "You sure you guys need this? Like, I'm not that important. Like, how about you guys just do this?" Like, they're like, "Not nah, get in there." I'm like, "All right, like, I say, really not that big a deal. Like, I'm not that, you know, you know, whatever." So. Uh, good Whatever. Times. By the way, a hint. This is this is me totally reading into things. I'm just gonna say this, okay? They had me do a promo read of, you know, hardwood handicappers only here on VSIN. They did not say podcast. I don't know what that means. I don't know if maybe it was just hey, just say the show, or if it means that maybe there's more hardwood handicapper stuff coming. Boom, boom, boom. That's just a total guess on my part. Yeah. Yeah, if you want my honest answer, I think you're reading too far into it. But who knows? Maybe you're not. Uh, I just I figured because there's an hour slot maybe to fill going forward, some behind the scenes <laughs> stuff. So who knows? Cut that out. I won't. All right. Uh, nobody's listening to this. No. Actually, we did get indication that maybe our bosses are listening to this. So who knows? Maybe I'm in trouble. Uh, <laughs> Oops, <right>. Danny. <laughs> uh, NBA podcast. Uh, so let's talk about the NBA here. Uh, there's a lot to get into. We do have news coming out from John Morant. We'll get to that momentarily, but I really wanted to hit quickly on last night. The Golden State Warriors fall down 2 nothing in their series with the Sacramento Kings, and I tweeted this out uh, last night, Kelly, and I think it is a very good tweet because I tweeted it. Um, the Warriors told us who they were all season. I don't know why would we, we would be surprised that after 41 games in which they lost 30 on the road, struggled defensively, struggled to defend without fouling, we're terrible without Steph Curry on the floor. I don't know why, you know, the collective we thought that this thing was going to flip in the postseason. That was one of the things we talked about on this pod, that the probability of this series, I think, was out of whack, that the market just was not taking enough seriously. Yeah. The uh, the thought process, uh, uh, or excuse me, the struggles of the Golden State Warriors. Again, how I like to do this, Kelly, shout out to the guy who made fun of me for saying that the series price should be Warriors minus 120. Instead of minus two ninety, uh, yep, I was dead wrong. It should have been way higher, huh? Um, <laughs> the look, the Warriors have issues. Like, the, yeah. it's very clear. And are they dead? No, but I mean, they are obviously in a world of trouble, and they've got to win a road game. I, so, so I'm gonna I'm gonna flip it the other way. Of like, what did we see out of the Sacramento Kings all season long to think this was going to go so much different? That, that, that yeah. was the one where I think it was, it, it was, I, I mean, look, did, did, I, I took the Kings plus one and a half games before the series started. Did, does that mean, obviously I'm not sitting here saying like, Dude. oh yeah, I thought the Kings were going to wipe the floor with them. But I think that like, like you're saying a lot of the flip the switch mentality, what's easier to do that or just continue to play like you've played the entire season, which is the Sacramento Kings, right? So mm -hmm. I'm not, it, it, for me, it's not so much the Warriors, uh, like none, none of that surprised me. Game one, game two, was able to get in on Kings live, liked that yep. angle. Um, I'm going to spin it forward a little bit, JVT. I, 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 me and I'm sure a billion other people on this planet will be all over the Warriors game three. I just, I've got mm. too much. I've got too much respect still for Steph Curry mm. and what these guys have done for when they come home in a mm. must-win game for them to not get the job done. Mm. Yeah, that's cool, man. It will be the one game probably in this series I actually bet Golden State, but I am betting them and I like it. Can can I give you the can I give you a stat? Yeah. Twenty-five and sixteen straight up, twenty-seven and fourteen against the spread. Sixth best non-garbage time net rating. 
What do you think those are? Sacramento Kings on the road. Yep. Yep. They're really good on the road. I, and, I know. And I they know. covered they covered both games against Golden State when they played them earlier in the year. I just I'm really interested because to your point, like like you said, everybody and their mamas are going to be on the Golden State Warriors coming Everyone. back down 0-2. Uh, I can't. I haven't seen yet. Actually, I'll pull this up now. Can I just say to everybody out there? The down to nothing going back home first quarter, first half trend is dead. Oh, the books it. have soaked their numbers so heavily in that direction that it's not going to be fair. But there are people who still tout it and want to go that direction. Um, but I am telling you that there's nothing left there when it comes to that trend. So here, we'll give you an example of it, okay? So I, the Golden got, State Warriors. Oh, go ahead. I got the stats for you if you want it. This is from What's uh, Jason Logan from Covers. This is a glad he tweeted this out. So the O2. He, he's talking about the 0-2 first half trend. Okay, yes. so for these teams that are coming back, uh, coming back home after being down 0-2 in the series. Okay, since 2007, teams down 0-2 and playing at home in Game Three are 79-47 and nine versus uh, versus the first half spread. Okay, but with books recently padding the first half spreads, right. tre- the trend is just 15-15 and two since 2018. Yep. So just to, just to back up your point, right? That yep. is. It, it 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 was a trend. The books have adjusted them. Like these and, numbers are adjusted with that in mind. And for and for anybody wondering, the Warriors for the game are seven point favorites. They are three and a half point favorites in the first quarter, and they are five five and a half point favorites in the first half. So, so I laid I laid four in the first half. So that number moved big. To, okay, so I yeah. already moved a point and a half. I laid four and I laid seven. Be interesting. I like again. This is not to like you know push back too much on you because I know where you're at. I just I think this team's in. Oh, some I get real, it, man. Yeah. You know what I mean. I think this team's in some real legitimate trouble. I, it's it's cool to watch the Kings actually perform the way they are, and we haven't even hit on the big thing, which we haven't gotten official word yet, so we don't know when it's going to happen if it's going to happen. But Frank Isola and Brian Scalabrini on their Sirius XM radio show were throwing around the thought of Draymond Green being suspended for stomping on Demontis Sabonis. And if that's like that's hanging out there, we don't know if it's going to happen or not. But I got to tell you, Kelly, when he went out and the Warriors, or excuse me, the Kings looked around and they were like, let's just put Kevon Looney in every pick and roll possible and just destroy these guys off yeah. the bounce. And it was rim run after rim run after rim run. The Warriors had nothing, man. And if Draymond is going to be suspended, again, we don't have any indication that's going to be the case, but we haven't had any indication that's not going to be the case. That's a massive blow for Golden State, already down 2 nothing. Were you okay with all, uh, with the degree of calls that they handed out during that scenario? Um, yes, I actually. So I get teeing up Demontis a bonus. I actually thought when you watched it, he was doing the thing where he was trying to shield himself, right? And so he grabs. Yeah. You know what I mean? He grabs. I think it was a little bit that to begin with, right? Um, and then, well, yeah, because you're right. Because then. Do you feel a foot and you're like, I'll oh, screw it. Let me just like do it a little tighter or whatever. Sure. I but think that's what did, happened. But did Draymond blatantly look down and stomp on DeMontis Sabonis? Yes. Like so, okay, there's so no question about it. I've enjoyed asking this question to people because I was at first watching it live. I thought they were not going to, I didn't think they were going to hit Sabonis with anything. Yeah. And I, that was actually the thing I was the most pissed off about at first. Cause I, I'm like, Okay, this is Draymond. Like, are we? Is, are any of us shocked that Draymond just did what he did? Absolutely not. But I'm like, he actually was egged into this, and I'm like, he deserved. Like, I thought he got, deserved to get teed up, and I think at first they gave him a personal, 
right? And then they yeah. teed him up or whatever. Flagrant um, two was with So I was, I was glad Sabonis got a, uh, at least got a tee. I would have been okay flagrant one or flagrant two on, uh, on uh, Draymond. So yeah. I'm actually, I'm okay with this flagrant two, JVT. I'll be a little, I think we're going a little far if they actually suspend him. Yeah, I, I mean. And I'd I, never I, defend Draymond Green. Right. <laughs> I'm just more of, if, I guess, like, again, I, I don't feel, I don't know if you can tell by the tone of my voice, I don't feel inherent, like, super passionate one way or the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think, like, whatever you and, want to do with intent, he looked down and stomped on Sabonis. Total, total, right, like, that's, and, so if you and, want to punish him and suspend him a game, I'd get it. If you didn't, i get it. But, like, you can't, either way, Kelly, didn't you hinted at this, Draymond has a history of doing this to his team and himself, and when you're on the verge of going down to nothing, you shouldn't put you or your team in that position yeah. to potentially have to one play without you for the rest of a game or put yourself in risk of being gone for the next game because of your actions. I think that's ultimately the point. Yeah, the uh yeah, no, no. You're 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 absolutely right. And the other thing I was just going to say when it when it comes to these like flagrant ones, flagrant twos and suspension discussions, I actually am in the camp of thinking that a player's history should play into it. Mm-hmm. Like there there are there are certain players that that get that do this stuff too often, and I, the only way to the only way to curb that and hopefully correct that is to punish them more, right? So I'm very okay. Like if that ends up happening and that's part part of the reasoning, I'm okay with the suspension that. But you got to make that part clear. Yep. So we'll have more on this moving forward. But uh, I think I'll, I'll ask you right now, as we sit down to nothing, Golden State Warriors to the Sacramento Kings. Um, this might seem like an easy question, but I think for some it's not. Who wins the series? Kings win the series. Warriors win Game Three. I'll take that. I bet the Kings that to win the Western Conference ten to one last night. So okay, okay, okay. I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, I wanted to have that conversation. I was thinking about it bef- before you even text me. I was thinking about it, and here's the only conclu- here's the only problem I came to, and it was a discussion I wanted to have with you anyways on the pod. I should have brought it up beforehand before we started recording. But that Kings ticket. So I think there's value in it. But what the problem is is once you get to that Western Conference Finals, do we think the odds will have adjusted enough, or properly, I guess, enough, in the Kings' favor that you're even going to be in a in a nice hedge situation? Yeah, you know, I, I, because the only the only thing like it, the only thing I'm, I was thinking like use this Clippers Suns series as like a first round example, like that series price that we saw originally on the Suns over the Clippers. It's like if it ends up being Suns, like Kings in the in the Western Conference Finals, it won't. like are, are we going to see something similar to that? It won't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what no, I mean? You know, like, I understand what you're saying, but I think there are different ways to, I guess, go about hedging too. Because in series, you'll have series spreads. You'll have different ways to do it, I guess. So you know, there's there's going to be different ways to approach it. But I, I think your overall point is yes. Like, will is there a chance that I'm sitting on Suns ten to one to win this West? And they're going to be like five to one underdogs or four to one underdogs to win the series. Probably, maybe there's a chance. But I also think that if they beat Golden State, go on to beat who their most probable opponent would be, the Los Angeles Lakers, but beat either one of the Grizzlies or the Lakers, which I think they can do, their power rating should be upgraded enough that I think they'll get enough respect against every other opponent that isn't the Phoenix Suns. Okay. Okay. You know what and, I mean? And that's I think you that makes sense. And yes, that rating should adjust. But man, it, 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 that question alone in my mind kept me away for, from from making that bet. Last well, part of the part of the reason why I bet it too is, as you know, given my positions and my loyalties, 
I think right. there's a legitimate chance that the Clippers beat the the or excuse me beat the Suns. So that also plays into it, where it's like I think there's a higher chance that they're taking on anybody but the Phoenix Suns from that side of the bracket once they make it to the Western Conference Finals. So it's funny. So me, me and you are in very similar situations, but the exact opposite teams, right? Because the, yeah. well, the only team that I have Western Conference futures on is the Suns. So I, it's oh. almost like like that's the scenario I would want. <laughs> Man, can I say really quickly? I appreciate you and I have been texting a little bit about like small, like bigger versions of this, but I I so appreciate all of our colleagues at Beeson, right? And there are oh, times okay. where like you know you walk into a room, they make you feel like the smartest person there. I I got to tell our colleagues, pump the brakes on congratulating me on the Clippers. <laughs> Like, oh yeah. Gotten, I didn't know that was a thing. Uh, yeah. I've gotten like multiple like great call to Clippers. I'm like, guys, it's one game. One it's game, nowhere man. near over. Like, I appreciate you guys like understanding that I was very strong on my hey, this isn't gonna be a very competitive series thing, but like yeah, there's no need for congratulations. There's there's nothing to congratulate, but you guys are great. Appreciate really appreciate it. All right, real quickly, I want to ask you a philosophical question before we move on, and it ties into what we're talking about with okay. the Warriors for game three. Are you willingly buying at the top of a market because of the scenario? So what I mean by that is twofold. It's we both just talked about how everything has been baked into this going back home down to nothing trend, right? Yep. But you seem comfortable going in. You bet already the Clippers for excuse me, the Warriors first half? Yeah, laid four in the first half okay. and seven for the game. Yep. So what you bet four for the first half, seven for the game. Um yesterday. The Sacramento Kings go off as two-point underdogs at home after closing as one-point favorites in game one. And and I, I stressed to, to anybody who would listen to me yesterday, which was, look, you are willingly giving up three points, essentially, to yep. say, I think this spot is worth that. So, yep. for example, like, again, the Warriors closed one-point underdogs in game one, but because they lost, all of a sudden they're two-point favorites on the road in game two. That is something that you're really buying into. And we're seeing it again here, Kelly, where – the Cavaliers are up to six and a half point favorites today mm -hmm. over the New York Knicks because they lost game one and they got a zigzag back. And the Suns are up to eight and a half point favorites over the Los Angeles Clippers because they lost and they got a zigzag back. And I just wonder where you're at in terms of the philosophy of willingly sacrificing some value or like willingly laying one, one and a half more, two more points in some instances because of the situation that the team find themselves in. Yeah, it's a, it's a great question and a, and a great point that we should discuss here. I it, like you said, you you we've tracked that line movement what it was game 1 versus game 2. If you if you bake that into 7, right? You're talking about you're talking about an 8 point move from what that opener was and then flip home court, right? So and really gotta, quickly, to your point too, I just want to emphasize this so we can kind of understand our point is that line flipping from one to two in favor of Golden State, you're also saying that because they lost game one, their probability of winning the series is actually going up, which doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Yeah. Right? Because think about that. Because spin that forward, right? So, Theoretically, their rating improved. The probability of them winning game two went up because they lost game one, but rating should be static. So if you spin that forward, then you're saying the probability of them winning game three should go up. But four, you know, you, you understand what I'm saying? Like that's, no, it doesn't make any sense. To, to, no, no, to, that's kind of how I was going to throw it back at you yeah. of the is the proper adjustment from when they go home from the game one line or the game two line, mm -hmm. or is it somewhere in between, which is well, what we're currently seeing, right? This, yeah, because game one, if, if we're talking about the Kings being favored by one, a six point swing back to Golden State would be what are we talking about? Five. Yes. So, and Should they're laying seven five. here. Yes. Yeah. And they're laying seven here at home. Yep. 
which matches it. We're, it, we're making in three it's, points for home court. It yes. matches the game two line. Yes, right? it's like a point off of the game two line. But yes, you're right. So so okay. What you're getting at here, I think, is a great point and great lesson for bet, for newer betters out there. Where these are, you have to factor this into your betting. But in this specific situation, I don't. I don't care about it. Yeah. I don't personally. I don't care about it. It is. I am very aware of what's going on. I'm very in my mind. I was it, like when I was w- w- waiting for some of these numbers to come out, even last night and then this morning. All I had in my head was seven. If I can get seven or or shorter and lay it, I'm firing. And it was, you know, luckily I saw sevens. I mean, I, JVT, where do you think this closes at? I mean, it's not going back to Sacramento, right? Right. You can seven and a half. What? I was like, what do you mean we're not going back to Sacramento? No, no I mean like the line. Like <laughs> the, the line's not going back, back towards yeah, Sacramento. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, I'll go seven. I'll, I'll say seven and a half. I think it's close to that. Wow, I think it's way higher. After the way we've seen these lines moving, I think we're eight and a half territory. If if it gets there, I'm in on Sacramento. Okay. I can't, yeah. I can't not do well, it. We'll see. I, I bet you it gets closer to that. That's going to be interesting. Yeah. I mean, you. I, I don't think you're wrong. I Like the market does weird things and willingly buys into terrible situations because the spot is better. So, all right. Can I ask you to, mm-hmm. before we take our break, because we have the other games to preview too, I am I am I wrong? In, and I haven't openly poo-pooed this because I just haven't really, I've seen how popular this has been to track and I just don't understand why. The, the, tr- the I guess it's a, it's a trend where the point spread hasn't mattered, right? Where it's like, if you win, you cover essentially, like the point spread yeah, has not yeah. mattered. And it's like, I guess like 10 and 0 this postseason or something. And I'm kind of looking around because I see everybody talk about it and I'm like, okay, it's great. What am I supposed to do with that? Right. Like, like well, that's like, that's a, that's a very much after the result type of trend where you're like, okay, like, so what are we saying here? Like, I guess if you like the underdog, bet the money line. And if you like the favorite, then lay the points. The points. I I guess. Never, is that, is that the point? Yes. That's the point. That, that That's the point. And, and do, uh, do I agree with it? Uh, agree with degree. Do I agree with it to a, uh, to a, an extent with the with the underdog, yeah, I, it, like I'm usually splashing a little on the money line if I'm taking a full game spread. But the pro- the problem well, is JVT is me, me and people like me and you we get wrapped up so much in our numbers. I'm, I'm like I don't want to speak for you, but we get wrapped up in so much in our numbers, and so often I'm just going in live with a right. number in mind where the money line's not even really in a consideration for me, right? Yeah. So that's it's I understand why people bring it up, and I think it is it, it's an important trend to be aware of i guess because it, i think in times it should affect your betting but but i'm with you for if you're if you're mainly if you're mainly, mainly betting point spreads and you're fine just lay your minus 110 every time then it's not really something that matters to you yeah i also i'm also of the mindset too that like if you're betting an underdog you're bet you also believe that they are capable of winning that game Yes. So, like, putting a little bit on the money line would make some sense. So. Yeah, and and, and I guess personally, d- does that like look every point that line goes up, it's slashing a percentage of the money line that I'm playing though, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if it's a three point spread, I'm gonna play the money line and usually play it pretty big. If it's an it's a if it's a nine point spread, right? Like, I might just be sprinkling a little on the money line, but not much yeah. there. Because I'm still riding with my numbers and riding with a point spread that where I'm really factoring that rating off of. Yeah. So I think for 
I think for different types of NBA betters, that could mat that trend could matter more into their betting. For 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 me though, for us, I think that's exactly what you just said. Of kind of like, hey, we got to be a, we should be aware of it, and yes, it should matter when you're betting dogs. But I, I just think that, especially for myself, it, it, with how much live betting that I'm doing, mm. it's just not it's not something that even even really applies to my betting styles that much, right? Yeah. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we have news on John Morant. We can update that really quickly. And we have three games tonight in the NBA as the postseason continues. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Back on Hardwood Handicappers, Kelly Bidlin, Jonathan Von Tobel. All right, we'll get the news out of the way first. Uh, nothing crazy to report. It's just that uh, the official injury designation for one John Morant is a soft tissue bruise. I am not a doctor, but as I mentioned, I thought all bruises were soft tissue, so maybe that means something. But essentially, it's going to be a game-time decision, and we don't have a real update on John Morant, so do with that information what you will. I am okay. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's it. We're moving on. No, no, no. Uh, I, I literally did the what we should have done while we were discussing this earlier. Of Google, I literally just Googled what's a soft tissue bruise mean exactly. Yeah. And it didn't, that didn't help at all. I mean, an I will say the, an injury to the soft tissue often produced by a blunt force, such as a kick, fall or blow. The result will okay. be pain, swelling, discolorization because of bleeding into the tissue. Hmm. I think Ja had all of those things. So. so it's a bruise. It's a, a, bruise. <laughs> it's a deep bruise, I guess. Yeah, you and I were trying to figure out, like, if there's is there, is there so, if there, we always hear about soft tissue. Is there hard tissue? Like, is right. That our, yeah. Or is, is it, that yeah. A, like skin on our hands? Like, what, would, what, would, what is it? I would assume <laughs> tendons are soft tissue or excuse me, hard tissue. Because they're not exactly know. bone, but they're harder than muscle. Yeah, that you know would make I mean? sense. I don't know, but that would make sense to me. I'm I with you. To, uh, just give me the medical degree now. Tune in more for cool. JVT and Kelly play doctor. <laughs> uh, so I will say, so we talked about this yesterday. I did bet the game under 229 and a half, I think was I got. We're down to 226 and a half of the total, and the Lakers are now one-point favorites. If you believe that John Morant's going to play, worth grabbing a small money line piece of the Grizzlies, only because they are going to go off as favorites if Jaw's playing. I think that's pretty clear, right? They were three and a half. Actually, yep. excuse me. They closed as like, what, four and a half, five point favorites, if I remember yeah, I correctly. So. Yeah, yeah in that first game. So, I mean, if Jaw's going to play, this should close three and a half. I mean, at the very least. So, again, we talk about these adjustments, and especially we talk about the zigzag, right, Kelly? I would think that grabbing a money line piece of the Grizzlies now is very valuable if John Morant's going to end up playing in this game. Yeah, I'm I'm a little confused because I I mean I bet just in full transparency I bet the Lakers had a pick them uh, yesterday, just because I I mean after some of those comments from him post game and then the day immediate day after, 
it was like, all right, like I'm not, you know, I'm not going to play doctor and say this guy's going to be out for a significant period of time or anything, but man, it sure doesn't sound like he's playing in game two at least. And then I don't want to say it's been a complete 180 today, but man, it sounds a lot more likely uh, today that he's going to play than he did 24 hours ago. And I mean, I don't do right now. If I had to guess, I, I, I think I guess he's playing based off of that update today. Yeah. I I would agree with that. <laughs> so, so so I'm with you. I think if you're looking at the Grizzlies, like it's maybe monitor it for a little longer, but you don't want to miss the big swing on on that point spread. No, not at all. You know, but can I say too? I I wish that they would allow the selling of points as opposed to the buying of points. If you're not going to like, uh, if you're not going to offer alternate point spreads, yeah, you know, so some shops get- do, uh, some offshore shops do. Yeah, and you, like you know, like Boyd, you can play. You can play alternate spreads, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you're not going to give me an alternate spread, allow me to buy off some points or, so, or sell off some points or something like that. I want to make it more difficult for myself. The, no, um, no, that is, that is a spot though. Like, that is like that's something we're talking about. Like, it is. We never talk about key numbers, like like in the NBA, like there, like there are in the NFL and college football and stuff. But it is worth doing the research. Like, you know, for the audience out there listening, it's worth doing the research to see kind of what percentages of games fall within certain bands. Right. And it's something like, like it's something like 24% of games fall between five and eight, I think is what it is. So it's like, I always kind of look at it as bands like that, where I'm trying to get then like, I'm never buying the points, but if I can get, if I can position my bet of the, if I'm laying five or less, right. I'm trying to get in that situation. And before that line jumps up more, or I'm trying, if I'm betting a dog, I'm waiting until that line climbs up more towards that eight to pound uh, to jump in. Then I, I just think it's worth noting that stuff of when of uh, you know of when you're making these kinds of bets because a game like that, I'm with you, JVT. Like if you're sold on, let's say you're sold on the Lakers, you want a little extra, you want a little extra, you know, paying that paying that bet. Like have them lay four and a half. You know yep. what I mean? And take it at plus one sixty. Like there's a very good chance if your pickums winning that four and a half's covered. Yep. Uh, I just took Grizzlies one and a half. So let's do there it. There you go. Heads up. Yep. Hardwood handicappers. I'm going to uh, Grizzlies plus one and a half. I've already got the and I looked at the the bet slip I had under two twenty nine and a half. So if job plays that that should spike back up, but I would assume the total closes like two twenty eight and a half. So don't quote me on that, but I think I'll probably assume that's the case. We'll see. All right, three games tonight. Mm, let's start with uh, the game that seems kind of boring on its surface, Atlanta and Boston. Did you do anything here? I do have a bet in this game. Ooh, no, I didn't. Um, I'm going to guess you're on the total. My, 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 if, I'll, I'll keep with the same Atlanta strategy that I had on Saturday when we were on Live Bet Saturday. and it, it ended up getting home. I'm not sure that it should have, where I had Hawks plus 16 and a half. It's just going to be, I'm willing to jump in on the Hawks again, JVT. It's just situation's got to present itself almost perfect, perfectly like it did that last game. And it's going to be, I usually like the live bet when it's into the second quarter and not too much uh, past the start of the third. And I need shooting percentages to line up and, st- you know, pr- different percentages and different stat categories. It makes sense to jump in live at a le- slightly better number or a better number than what I got pregame. That happened in in game one. Don't know if that will happen here. If you live, if you live bet like I live bet, the biggest, I think the biggest lessons you need, you need to know is you have to be okay going into a game and walking out of it without a bet. 
right? Yeah. Like it's, I can be talking all I want about Atlanta right now. Well, let's say Atlanta just goes out and takes the lead at the beginning of this game and goes on to roll Boston. You have to be okay then sitting there and not having a bet in that game. And I'm okay with that <laughs> tonight. Yeah, I, um, you're right. I bet it over 229.5. So we're up to 230.5, I think, consensus. Um, just kind of the same thoughts that we talked about before. I think you should be pretty static with your numbers total and sidewise throughout a series unless there's an injury. And you had a lot of good indicators that this was going to be a higher scoring game. It was a weird game, the first one. That first half where Boston couldn't miss a shot from any part of the floor, where Atlanta missed every single possible shot. And then you get to the second half where Boston could not hit a shot to save their lives. And Atlanta came crawling back and cut that too. I think it was it ended up being a 13 point game. So better, yeah, bet over 229 and a half on a game that closed 231 and a half just the other day. And I will mention again, Kelly, their last regular season matchup of note that closed 238. So I still think there's some pretty good value in betting that thing over 229 and a half. And that's where I went with this one. Oh, I, th- I mean, you do a great job of pointing this stuff out almost every pod, but I, between the sides, the sides where we've seen these lines change, like we just talked about the, yep. uh, uh, the, um, uh, the Warriors one, the Warriors one, I think was a great example. The totals have moved like crazy too. I mean, that was a, that one was a huge adjustment from game one to game two, that yep. Warriors Kings game. I ended up get, getting in an in game over in that game last night that barely hit. Um, but like that, it's just, all this stuff, the play, the these, the playoffs this year, man, the number swings that we've seen from open to close have been pretty wild uh, in the market. So definitely to, to just to be aware of because I think there's some betting opportunities with with frankly some over adjustments, right? And that's I know that's backed by betting dollars a lot of the times, but for our numbers, they get they often go end up moving too much. Next, Cavs. Do you have anything there? I. Uh... As we talked about earlier, I actually I think the values with New York, if you're going to tell me that for whatever reason you're increasing this point spread by a point and a half because the Cavaliers lost last time around, like it makes no sense. They're still going to have to deal with that rebounding of New York. Again, I will mention this is the third best offensive rebounding team in the NBA in the New York Knicks taking on the 20th ranked defensive rebounding team in the Cleveland Cavaliers. That sounds surprising given their front court, but it is a case. Julius Randle creates a lot of problems. And while I don't think they're going to be able to have the efficiency off steals like they were at one point outscoring Cleveland 12 to one and points off turnovers in that game, they are going to be able to offensive rebound and Jalen Brunson's not going to get in foul trouble. You would think again in the first half, like, I just don't know why you would watch that first game and think I'm laying two more points for the Cavs today. I, I think that's a, I think you set that up perfectly. Cause what did I do? I laid the points with the Cavs in game one and I have absolutely no interest in doing that in game two. I, you know, it's, it's part of that because I did, I either didn't think Randall was going to play uh, early in this series or play up to the level that he played to. Hell yeah, that's why I made the bet in the first place in game one. And I don't, if you if you liked the Cavs side in this series like I did, I didn't love it, but I liked it enough to make a couple small bets pre-series and on game one, like that, what the Knicks did in game one, I mean, if you're not put on notice, I I don't know what's wrong with you, right? I mean, you get that kind of game out of Donovan Mitchell and still they can't win because of all the different pieces that contribute on the New York side of things. JVT, they look damn impressive. Um, I'm not betting on the Knicks, but man, that's a great game. I I will be looking forward to watching because now uh, in my mind, this series is very split if not slightly, if not me slightly favoring the Knicks now. Yeah. So I, I'm not, if anything, I guess it would be, it would be me betting Knicks, but I, I'm just staying away. 
And last, but certainly not least, the Los Angeles Clippers on the road against the Phoenix Suns. Game two. Eight and a half the point spread. Total's right in line with where we saw it for the first game. I think it's at 225, if I remember correctly. Let's see. Uh, 227. So it's been bad. Yeah, 226 and a half, 27. Yeah. So got Actually, bad up. Another, another weird one. I see a 225 and a half and a 227 and a half. That's weird. Yeah, the game got pushed on that 225 thanks to Terrence Mann's thunderous dunk at the end of that game. Yeah. So, uh, so where are you at? I mean, look, I, I think as I wrote about today in the column, I if unless the market's going to adjust here and again pushing back on this whole zigzag thing, I, I think it's Clippers are past yet again. Like this it's, is a spru- like what are we doing? It was seven and a half the first game and they won it outright. Like what, and now we're up to eight and a half. I will approach this one similar to I'm, I'm approaching to Atlanta, and this is what I did with it in the first game too. It's I it would be I'm looking Clippers, I'm looking Clip, but I'm looking Clippers live. This is I've I still got enough. I still got enough respect for this Phoenix team, although it is it is very slowly uh, draining the amount of respect I have. <laughs> um, but I got enough respect. Game, game back at home, game two, kind of feels like a must win. I mean, I think if you're in that Suns locker room, after what Kawhi lit you up for in the game one, you saw these other pieces like man, like Westbrook contribute when it mattered. Man, I don't know how you don't feel like this is a must win game. And I don't yeah. know. I know we're in the playoffs. I'm not trying to sit here and be hot take guy and say that means a whole lot more, but I it's it it feels like this is a huge game tonight for Phoenix and kind of house money that the Clippers are playing with right now in game two. But it's the it's the only side you can look to. I, I'm with with that kind of adjustment, and that's the way the Clippers kind of the way I've been leaning already in this series. I've got that series uh, bet of over five and a half games. Um, As do so, I, plus two and a half Clippers, I'm in. So I guess in my mind, I kind of need the Suns to win for that to continue tonight. But, oh. from a, but from a side perspective, I'll be looking Clippers. And if we're talking, I can get Clippers double digit. At some point, I'll be in. Uh, I'll it's, be in. It's funny you say that. I'm actually, I'm in danger of losing my over five and a half games in Sacramento Golden State, but not for the reason that I thought. <laughs> right, exactly, right. Isn't it funny how this stuff works? Oh, yep. man. Oh, Absolutely. I mean, we... Like I mean, I hammered, I hammered Bucks to sweep and Bucks four one. One of those yeah. tickets kid is dead already. <laughs> yeah, actually, as we talked about yesterday, I kind of think that if you haven't yet, Bucks minus two and a half at a plus price is not a terrible bet to make. I don't think it is either. Or just lay the money line. Like That's I'm still, just okay, I'm still okay with that. I no, no, it's not just you, man. Like me and you are in that court. What I've got to do is actually finally just bet the Bucks to win it all. Because I keep sitting here. I've been talking so much crap about this team, yeah. backing them up for the past four, five, six months, and never actually put a bet in at any point, except for them to finish the regular season with the most wins, which paid out over eight to one. So I will take that bet. But postseason-wise, I've got nothing on them. Yep. All right, Kelly. Well, you're off for the rest of the week. So a much-deserved vacation for you. So enjoy it. Hardwood Handicappers, sure. of course, will roll on. I know that Matt Meiselman is going to join us later in the week, so we'll talk nice. with him and uh, efforting other guests as well. As uh, It doesn't have to just be me all by myself. I might have one or two episodes like that, but efforting some, we'll call them big-name guests. We haven't really heard anything back on it, but maybe we'll okay. Maybe we won't. All right, Kelly, with that, enjoy your vacation. Like, rate, review, subscribe, and we'll talk to you tomorrow here on Hardwood Handicappers. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 
21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.